journalist, not a terrorist. I know what's right. The First Amendment tight. With the Lafayette Square, cause Trump don't care. Kids out of the cages and increase our wages. And we're back with Nehera in America. Great show today. We've got a wonderful actress. She works both in the Spanish world as well as the American market. So she's crossing borders, crossing languages, and telling her story. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Barberi. Katie, how are you? <laughs> I'm well, my dear. How are you? Uh, you it's good to hear your voice. Well, you know, I would tell our, our our listeners. I mean, you've been on Donna Barbara every which way, Chicago Fire. You've been all these in in all the markets, and I it was amazing is is how you're bilingual. You you travel just as easy in either culture or language. Uh, you know, okay. So I was I was born in Mexico. Uh, my dad, uh, may he rest in peace, Ernesto Barberi, was a, a hotel administrator in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Very well respected hotel hotel administrator. My whole family on my dad's side is Mexican, and I, I was born in Mexico. My mother is very American, like very like it's just it shouldn't even be legal. How gringa this woman is. It, I mean, we're talking like from Peoria, Illinois. Wow. Apple pie, Clint Eastwood, baseball, just like the Did, whole nine yards. Was she on spring break in Mexico? This is what happened? I mean, was it a spring break no, situation? No, she wasn't. So the way that my parents met is a telenovela all unto its own. My mother mm-hmm. was a singer. Mm-hmm. And she accepted a contract at a hotel in in Rosarito Beach mm-hmm. in Baja California That's... in Mexico. And she performed at that hotel. She was supposed to perform in the hotel for like three months and then come back. And she fell in love with the young uh, front desk receptionist at that time, who was a uh, 22-year-old young man named Ernesto Barberi, who just fell for my mother, Audrey Barberi. Beautiful. My God, my mom is a a pretty lady, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he fell for her gringo wiles, uh, and they they got together, and just the passion ensued, and they were married a week later. I mean, isn't it amazing? Because she stole his land, and she stole his heart. It's a beautiful story. She stole his land, she stole his heart, and if you ask his family, she stole him. She brought him to the United States, where he worked at uh, several different hotels in L.A. and what have you before going back and accepting the contract in Mexico in a little town called Saltillo, Coahuila, which is really um, this very quaint town in the northern part of the country. And that's where I was born. I was born in Saltillo. So my parents, unfortunately, divorced when I was three years old. Did, did you and get, my mother brought me to the United States. Let me ask you, did you get Mexican started, citizenship when you, when you were born? What? Did, did you get Mexican citizenship? I was born in Mexico. I have my Mex- I have my dual citizenship. I was born in Mexico, so I'm recognized as Mexican. And then my mother, because she's American and she was there on a visa, uh, you know, married to my dad, but always having to renew, renew her visa. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a United States citizen because of her. Wow. So she brought me back to the United States, and I started acting professionally when I was 10 years old in L.A. And, of course, I started in the American market, and I started – 
in a play called uh, Watch on the Rhine by Lillian Hellman. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with Bobby Jacoby and with Adam Carl and with Michael Sherrod and with Bob Ari, who are all, you know, successful in different areas of, of the industry at this point. Um, I started there. Then I went on to start doing, you know, um, guest starring roles. I guest starred on Kids Incorporated. I guest starred on on Silver Spoons. Mm-hmm. On uh, I did a recurring role on on uh, the Bronx Zoo with Ed Asner, and wow. just kept going and kept going. And then when I was sixteen, when I was fifteen, rather, I was uh, my boyfriend at the time was was Mackenzie Aston. He's Sean Aston's brother, and those two are actors, and they are the sons of Patty Duke, may she rest in peace, and John Aston. And so I was dating Mac, and Mm -hmm. we were both very young. He was 14, I was 15. They contacted Mac for for the Garbage Pail Kids movie and offered him the role of Dodger. And they told him that they were looking for Tangerine, for the character of Tangerine. And he said, well, my girlfriend is an actress. So they called me in, they read me, and they booked me on the role. And I did the Garbage Pail Kids movie, which at the time, the year that we shot it, it was it was very hard for us. It starred Anthony Newley, who is a legend and who who wrote "Stop the World, I Want to Get Off." Yeah, and who great, wrote The Candyman, may he rest in peace. I, 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 we we all miss Tony. He was a wonderful, uh, lovely. He, he was uh, he, he was singing like he was like, "Who can I turn to when nobody needs me?" He'd have that kind of a British voice. He'd take the songs. I, I, I really. No! I love that imitation. That's awesome. Yes. It's like he's standing here in the room with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My heart wants he like to know, dad. and so I must go where destiny leads me. Yeah, I remember him. Nice, nice. Yeah, he was. He was lovely. Anyway, with no start to follow. Sorry, sorry, I just got carried away. Just let me know. Let me know when you're done. It's, I'm done. It's all I'm good. Done. I'm enjoying. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he started in the film. Uh, with us and then and then the film came out and that year it was by many critics called the worst movie of 1987. Oh, they don't know. They don't and, know the genius of that garbage pail movie. You know, it was it was a <laughs> it was a it was a hard thing to go through at that time. But now it's become a cult classic. The Wizard of Oz was panned when it first came out and so was uh It's a Wonderful Life. Two Christmas classics. It was they both did not do well. They were. No, not did they well. They were. That's absolutely true. So, that's and that's and that's an extraordinary thing. I don't know if the Garbage Pail Kids movie is is on that level, but it does have its cult following. Um, my my fiance Craig and I were just at an event not too long ago, and I was wearing a mask, as was he. We we had to. It was one of the few times that we went out during this time, this period that we're living in this uh, extraordinary period with this pandemic. Yes. And I was wearing, I had just thrown on my Garbage Pail Kids t-shirt that day for some reason. I think it was the first thing that I found. I threw it on and uh, a, a guy walked up to us and gave me the thumbs up and, and, and I, and I smiled <laughs> underneath the mask, which you probably couldn't tell. And, uh, and he said, did you ever see the movie? And Craig started laughing and said, she is the movie. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, I'm, I'm Tangerine. And you, it, his face was something that I will never forget as long as I live. And this was a guy that grew up, was growing up, looked like he was about our age, maybe a little bit younger. And, you know, when he was a kid, it was kind of the bad movie to watch for kids. You know, the garbage spell kids where they would get in trouble with their parents. 
<laughs> watching the movie. So it, it has its cult following and it's been, it, 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 as it turns out, you know, it's kind of a, if you can't beat them, join them uh, attitude that I've, that I've taken where the movie goes. And Mac and I still joke to this day, you know, it never goes away. And, you know, there are people that love it and, and it continues its cult following. So, you know, it worked out at the end of the day, but at the time it was really hard. And a lot of actors, you know, in LA, do these movies that that at the time that they do them at the time they're released are you know are 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 so panned and seem like they're not going to to you know to help their careers in any way or benefit their careers in any way but eventually you know the, the these projects find their place and and if you can continue working as an actor so will you you mm-hmm. know and and it'll be it'll become a part of your legacy so it's a part oh yeah it's a proud I mean, part of my legacy I I think it should be I mean I did a a bad movie, and it, I, you know, it, it was. Um, I was in Waterworld. I was the one of the guys on the jet ski. You, you might have missed me. You were in Waterworld. Was, Are it, you serious? I was right one, now? Are you one of the guys in the jet ski in one of the big crowding jet ski scenes. You may not see. Me. I'm joking. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> was on a jet ski. Okay, you were, or were you? Were you? Every, or were you not? No, I was in a bad. Cult, yes, I was in a bad cult film called Red Surf. Starring George Clooney and me, and I played a Cuban drug lord, which is the highest form of drug lord possible. I remember I was always like, uh, I sounded like Desi Arnaz, and it's like, "Where's my?" <laughs> 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 um, well, not that bad. And you, and but you I did this. Wow. I was. And you did this movie with George Clooney. George Clooney. We were the. It, it said introducing Rick Nahara. He was more established, so I was introduced in Red Surf. You're listening to the Nahara in America podcast, the podcast that isn't afraid to tell it like it is to people who aren't afraid to hear like it is. You can listen to us on Revolver Podcasts or wherever you find your finer podcasts. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And wow. And this is a movie that George Clooney, I've never seen it, but this is a movie that George Clooney doesn't want the world to see because bought, I've never heard of it He's either. bought almost all the DVDs. It's a business now. They just put out DVDs so he can buy them. So it will never be seen by the public. But uh, you can, I mean, if you wow. YouTube it or something, I'm, I'm out that's, there. That's some power. Yeah. So it was George Clooney, um, Kit, the guy from Kiss, what's his name? Um, um, guy Gene from, Simmons? Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, George Clooney. Michelle Pfeiffer, or Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Not, we could get Michelle. We got her, Dee Dee Pfeiffer. her little sister, Dee Dee, Dee You Dee know Pfeiffer. when Michelle was cast in, in, in Grease 2, it was actually Dee Dee that had been working more than Michelle? Oh, yeah. Michelle, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, so Dee, Michelle was, a, actually, Dee Dee was the more experienced actress. Yeah, Dee Dee was very sweet, good, good. I mean, everyone was nice. Even Jim Simmons, I was surprised. Cause he, uh, one Did time he stick his tongue out at you? No, no, he'd, he'd tell me other stories that were kind of just, he, he would be very rich, so I would say, oh, so where do you live? I live a lot of places. I live in, I have a house in France, I have a house in Beverly Hills, I have a house <laughs> here. He's like five houses. I live everywhere, you know. So it was very... He's the guy that has the house that he's never been in, they say that it's nice. Yeah, he really is that guy. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. you He know, really is that guy, of course, a, he's he was a, a superstar. Yeah, he was also Israeli, which I didn't know. And um, at one point, there was a shooting on the set uh, off to the side. We are shooting in a very bad neighborhood. And wow. He, and he, yeah. And he said, ah, oh, shootings. Yeah, that happens all the time. I'm like, because you're from Israel. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're used it to that. It happen. 
here. Oh, oh, no. You said to him from underneath the table. Yeah, he, he was just like bored. He was like, okay, all right, someone's <laughs> shooting. Whatever. He was nonchalant. Very nonchalant. Very, very just casual. Wow. That's incredible. You never get, and listen, you've told me quite a few stories yes, over these years when we've been on sets and, 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 and rehearsal halls together. Yeah. And I had never heard that one. It's, That's incredible. It's something I, you know, when I got it, it kind of turned me off a lot. That's what I got into writing because I was like, I'm not playing a drug lord again. I was like, for me to play a drug lord is actually equivalent to a great actor doing an Academy Award, you know, uh, role. Like for Eddie almost in Stand and Deliver, that's a great role. It's that kind of thing because I'm not a drug lord. I'm not. I don't seem like no, a drug lord. No, you are not. You yeah. are many things, my dear, but you are not a drug lord. Never. I would be the worst for those FBI stings where the guy poses as a drug lord. I would just be horrible. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, so how many, is it kilos you want to buy? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so that would, they go, and they talk to me in Spanish. I go, no, uh, me español muy malo. Well, the minute, yeah, the minute, the minute you had to speak to, you had to speak yeah, they'd to be like, what, in what, Spanish. What, what, Cartel As a do. Latino drug lord, we'd already oh. be in trouble. Yeah, they'd say, what cartel do you belong to? I go, uh, Berlitz. I was learning Spanish, and that's when I came <laughs> over to join you guys. Is uh, You know this is illegal, right? So that would be a bad FBI um, <laughs> informant. I, I, yeah, I would Yeah, I, one, one might. One might you, you might be exposed. I would have been exposed. probably not a good career path. And the thing is, I'm, v- I'm very sensitive for torturing. Like, they slap me once, I just give all the information. It's just not even going to be, you know, like, like you got to hit, hit me. You, is that all you got? He pinched you and you just sang like a canary. I would sing like, I would sing like Pavarotti. I'd be like, let me tell you something. I am an undercover agent. Uh, there's other undercover agents listening right now in their room 42 here in the Ramada Inn. Go bust those guys. I would just be back. Leave would, me alone, please. Leave me alone. Ow. What's that? What's that? I'm hungry. Yeah. Hey, why, why the chainsaw? Oh, just out of curiosity. <laughs> why? Why is that here? I just need to know. I would be horrible. Horrible drug. Oh my god. Informant. Uh, or we laugh, but under- that's that's an insane world. I actually shot three projects in Colombia. Oh, Colombia was that was that a little crazy? I mean, did you see some, did you see well, some I mean, stuff? Here's the went thing. down. You, it's. It's a very weird, it's a very weird kind of, I, I shot uh, nine telenovelas in Mexico. I did three plays oh. in Mexico. So you shot um, in Colombia? Who? I shot three, what's that? Are you, who, oh, I said, who did you shoot in Colombia? Are you shot in Colombia? I want to make sure we're very No, clear. no, no. I shot projects in Colombia. Oh, I shot... didn't shoot anybody. Okay, good. And happily, right. no one shot me. Fantastic. But I shot three projects, one for Univision called La Marca del Deseo. Okay. And then two for Telemundo called Doña Barbara and Bella Calamidad. And I shot them back to back. Let me translate the mark of desire. And I shot in Bogota is where that's that's like the center of the universe in in Colombia. It's the capital. And it's where all the studios were. And then they would send me on location. They sent me to Santa Marta and they sent me to uh, um, uh, Villa Villa de Leyva. And they sent me to very, you know, charming places in Colombia. But surrounding you all the time is just this knowledge that there there is a drug world there. there. It is kind of you know, at least one of the centers of of, of drug of drug manufacturing in in, in the world of illegal drug so manufacturing. You'd have to say, I, and I, also that they're paramilitary. Yeah. So you'd have to say to be really clear, you go. I would like to have a Coca Cola, 
Coca-Cola, the yes. beverage. Be- very, very clear about it. Say yeah. the whole thing. You don't, you don't want to abbreviate under yes. those circumstances. Senor, your no. kilo of cocaine is here? No, no, I said Coca-Cola. This happens every time. No, no, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. No, no, I, I, you know what? I just opted for Pepsi. Just, okay, just that's the best hell way. with it. Yeah. Go with Pepsi don't every even, time. Don't even like, yeah, don't even, don't even get in the realm of. Yeah. But in all seriousness, yes, you know, I, I shot in, uh, I shot in Honda, uh, which is spelled Honda, like the car, uh, for Doña Barbara. That was where we were mostly on location. And I, I had to have been, I, I think I, I counted it and it was 24 round trips to Onda from Bogota throughout the entire nine-month nine shoot. And these were four-hour trips in a single-lane highway oh. where, you know, you had to take certain routes because there were parts of the country called hotspots, zonas mm. calientes, that you could not go into because it's where it, were, it was known that paramilitaries were. Did you say, no quiero visitar los hotspots? Por favor. No quiero visitar los hotspots. No, <laughs> no. gracias. Yeah, no. Wow. And we all had we all had chauffeurs, and they had you know extraordinarily you know uh, 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 well known actors, telenovela actors, and and well known actually Hollywood actors on these projects. Uh, Edith Gonzalez, my dear friend, may she rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Genesis Rodriguez was just kicking butt in LA, and I'm so proud of her. And Arabesque and. Uh, Dana Garcia and all of these different actors, they had us traveling in these cars through these areas that avoiding these hotspots in the country. It's just a part of the way of life. It Mm -hmm. feels like it's crazy. We don't deal with that in California. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah, it's true. I just did a film with Mario Lopez uh, called Feliz Navidad that's coming out November 21st. I love Mario. He's a great guy. You actually did a show with Mario as a a kid, right? Uh, project that I did that got me my after card because at the time SAG and after were two different unions. Yes, I remember. And so my first card that I got was after and then and then I did an episode of It's Your Move with Jason Bateman that got me my SAG card. But but the episode of Kids Inc. that I did that got me my 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 after card, that was Mario Lopez was one of the dancers on that show. He was ten years old. Fergie was on that show. She was nine years old. She was a singer actress. Yeah, Shanice Wilson was on that show. She was like 13. She was one of the dancers. Martika, um, like just some crazy performers, and they were they were they were kids. When you see these iconic uh, these iconic uh, careers in the entertainment industry, mostly with very few exceptions, except for like a fluke like Ashton Kutcher, who got off of the plane after having won a modeling contest in, I think, his native Ohio, and the second job that he booked was that 70s show. But mostly, mostly you're dealing with people that have been doing this for a long time Mm -hmm. and that have been, you know, have been working job to job on projects that have some level of of obscurity before they hit, you know, the big time, like like Fergie. And now I'm so happy to see Mario doing so well. And he's he's such a hard worker, Mm -hmm. and he has been his whole life. Katie, it's been great to have you on the show. I know you're you're they're calling you on the set to be back with uh, Chicago Fire, which I can't wait to see you on, and all the work you're doing. Well, not at the moment, they're not, because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Chicago Fire has fire hoses, they'll just hose you down real quick, but... Exactly, if fire, they have them right there. Yeah, but... You just hose I, me down, and I'll get right back on the set, yeah? Well, we all here at Nehara America want to wish you luck, uh, continued success in your, your, your wonderful career, and uh, Katie Barberi, ladies and gentlemen, Aww. Katie Barberi. Thank you so much, my dear, and congratulations on on being 
such a wonderful artist in so many ways. Oh, thank you. And that was Katie Barberi on Nehara in America. You're listening to the Nehara in America podcast. You can listen to us on Revolver Podcasts or wherever you find your finer podcasts. Join us next week for more on Nehara in America.